Book One, Chapters Sixteen through Twenty, of Against Juvenianius by Saint Jerome. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. But he takes us to the Old Testament and, beginning with Adam, goes on to Zacharias and Elizabeth. He next confronts us with Peter and the rest of the apostles. We are therefore bound to traverse the same course of argument and show that chastity was always preferred to the condition of marriage. But as regards Adam and Eve, we must maintain that before the fall they were virgins in paradise. But after they sinned and were cast out of paradise, they were immediately married. Then we have the passage, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and the twain shall become one flesh. In explanation of which the apostle straightway adds, This mystery is great, but I speak in regard of Christ and of the church. Christ in the flesh is a virgin, in the spirit he is once married, for he has one church, concerning which the same apostle says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. If Christ loves the church wholly, chastely, and without spot, let husbands also love their wives in chastity, and let every one know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, as the Gentiles who know not God. For God called us not for uncleanness, but in sanctification, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his doings, and have put on the new man, which is being renewed unto knowledge, after the image of him that created him, where there cannot be male and female, Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bodman, freeman, but Christ is all and in all. The link of marriage is not found in the image of the Creator. When difference of sex is done away, and we are putting off the old man and putting on the new, then we are being born again into Christ a virgin, who was both born of a virgin and is born again through virginity. And whereas he says, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, it was necessary first to plant the wood and to let it grow, so that there might be an aftergrowth for cutting down. And at the same time, we must bear in mind the meaning of the phrase replenish the earth. Marriage replenishes the earth, virginity fills paradise. This too we must observe, at least if we would faithfully follow the Hebrew, that while the scripture on the first, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth day relates that, having finished the works of each, God saw that it was good. On the second day, it admitted this altogether, leaving us to understand that two is not a good number because it destroys unity and prefigures the marriage compact. Hence it was that all the animals which Noah took into the ark by pairs were unclean. Odd numbers denote cleanness, and yet by the double number is represented another mystery, that not even in the beasts and unclean birds is second marriage approved. For unclean animals went in two and two, and clean ones by sevens, so that Noah, after the flood, might be able to immediately offer to God sacrifices from the latter. But if Enoch was translated, and Noah was preserved at the deluge, I do not think that Enoch was translated because he had a wife, but because he was the first to call upon God and to believe in the Creator. And the Apostle Paul fully instructs us concerning him in the epistle to the Hebrews. Noah, moreover, was preserved as a kind of second root for the human race, must, of course, be preserved together with his wife and sons. Although in this there is a scripture mystery. The ark, according to the Apostle Paul, was a type of the church in which eight souls were saved. When Noah entered into it, both he and his sons were separated from their wives. But when he landed from it, 
they united in pairs and what had been separated in the ark that is in the church was joined together in the intercourse of the world and at the same time if the ark had many compartments and little chambers and was made with second and third stories and was filled with different beasts and was furnished with dwellings great or small according to the kind of animal i think all this diversity in the compartments was a figure of the manifold character of the church he raises the objection that when god gave his second blessing permission was granted to eat flesh which had not in the first benediction been allowed he should know that just as divorce according to the saviour's word was not permitted from the beginning but on account of the hardness of our heart was the concession of moses to the human race so too the eating of flesh was unknown until the deluge but after the deluge like the quails given in the desert to the murmuring people the poison of flesh meat was offered to our teeth the apostle writing to the ephesians teaches that god had purposed in the fullness of time to sum up and renew in christ jesus all things which are in heaven and in earth whence also the saviour himself in the revelation of john says i am alpha and omega the beginning and the ending at the beginning of the human race we neither ate flesh nor gave bills of divorce nor suffered circumcision for a sign thus we reached the deluge but after the deluge together with the giving of the law which no one could fulfill flesh was given for food and divorce was allowed to hard-hearted men and the knife of circumcision was applied as though the hand of god had fashioned us with something superfluous but once christ has come in the end of time and omega passed into alpha and turned the end into the beginning we are no longer allowed to divorce nor are we circumcised nor do we eat flesh for the apostle says it is good not to eat flesh nor to drink wine for wine as well as flesh was consecrated after the deluge what shall i say of abraham who had three wives that juvenianus says and received circumcision as a sign of his faith if we follow him in the number of his wives let us also follow him in circumcision we must not partly follow partly reject him isaac moreover the husband of one wife rebecca prefigures the church of christ and reproves the wantonness of second marriage and if jacob had two pairs of wives and concubines and our opponent will not admit that blear-eyed leah ugly and prolific was a type of the synagogue but that rachel beautiful and long barren indicated the mystery of the church let me remind him that when jacob did this thing he was among the assyrians and in mesopotamia in bondage to a hard master when he wished to enter the holy land he raised on mount galid a heap of witness in token that the lord of mesopotamia had failed to find anything among his baggage and there swore that he would never return to the place of his bondage and when after wrestling with the angel at the brook of jabbok he began to limp because the great muscle of his thigh was withered he at once gained the name of israel then the wife whom he once loved and for whom he had served was slain by the son of sorrow near bethlehem which was destined to be the birthplace of our lord the herald of virginity and the intimacies of mesopotamia died in the land of the gospel but i wonder why he said judah and tamar before us for an example unless perchance even harlots give him pleasure or onan who was slain because he begrudged his brother's seed does he imagine that we approve of any sexual intercourse except for the procreation of children as regards moses it is clear that he would have been in peril 
at the inn if Sephira, which is by interpretation a bird, had not circumcised her son and cut off the foreskin of marriage with the knife which prefigured the gospel. This is that Moses, who when he saw a great vision and heard an angel, or the Lord speaking in the bush, could not by any means approach to him without first loosing the latchet of his shoe, that is, putting off the bonds of marriage. For we need not be surprised at this in the case of one who was a prophet, lawgiver, and the friend of God, seeing that all the people when about to draw nigh to Mount Sinai and to hear the voice speaking to them were commanded to sanctify themselves in three days and keep themselves from their wives. I am speaking out of order in violating historical sequence, but I may point out that the same thing was said by Abimelech, the priest to David, when he fled to Nob. If only the young men have kept themselves from women. And David answered, Of a truth, about these three days. For the showbread, like the body of Christ, might not be eaten by those who rose from the marriage bed. And in passing, we ought to consider the words, If only the young men have kept themselves from women. The truth is that, in view of the purity of the body of Christ, all sexual intercourse is unclean. In the law also, it is enjoined that the high priest must not marry any but a virgin, nor must he take to wife a widow. If a virgin and a widow are on the same level, how is it that one is taken and the other rejected? And the widow of a priest is bidden by in the house of her father and not to contract a second marriage. If the sister of a priest dies in virginity, just as the priest is commanded to go to the funeral of his father and mother, so must he go to hers. But if she be married, she is despised, as though she belong not to him. He who has married a wife, and he who has planted a vineyard, an image of the propagation of children, is forbidden to go to the battle. For he who is the slave of his wife cannot be the Lord's soldier. And the laver in the tabernacle was cast from the mirrors of the women who fasted, signifying the bodies of pure virgins, and within in the sanctuary both the cherubim and the mercy seats, and the ark of the covenant, and the table of showbread, and the candlestick, and the censer were made of the purest gold, for silver might not be brought into the holy of holies. End of chapters 16 through 20 from book 1.